Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I know we talked in the first hour a little bit about uh, about the game, Sunday Night Football. But I think it's worth just thinking about how good DK Metcalf is already. And he's only in his second year. And one of the things that will make you great, no matter what you do, is being committed to things that aren't necessarily at the essence of your overall talent and still being good at those. Let me explain by what I mean. What made Michael Jordan so incredible was his ability to dominate all crafts of his profession. Everybody wants to be the guy who hits the game-winning shot. But much of winning is buried in a lot of little things that don't typically get a lot of attention. And one reason why I wish I could buy stock in DK Metcalf is not because of what he is capable of at wide receiver. We already know that. It's because of the work ethic that he demonstrated when he caught Buda Baker from behind on what looked like a surefire pick six. DK Metcalf hit next-gen stats said a speed of 22.64 miles per hour. He looked like a horse in the Kentucky Derby that was coming down the home stretch. And Buda Baker is not a slow guy. He was running uh, at peak 
21.27 miles per hour. But DK Metcalf caught him from behind. And even people who were interested in blocking DK Metcalf, if you went back and you watched that play, they weren't actually able to get there fast enough to get the block done. And the reason why I want to point that play out is because we already know DK Metcalf is the best player that Russell Wilson has ever had to throw the ball to. And the analogy that I made on this show a while back is one that remains very valid. It is that DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver for Russell Wilson, much like when Tom Brady suddenly got Randy Moss. DK Metcalf is the closest thing we've seen in the NFL to Randy Moss since Randy Moss was there. But let me tell you this right now. I don't think Randy Moss would have made that effort to track down Buda Baker and make that tackle. I love Randy Moss. He's the best wide receiver I have ever seen. I have told my kids when they play Madden, hey, you need to make sure that you find a way to get Randy Moss on your all-Madden team when you can play with a bunch of different generations. We've turned his name into a verb, as in you got mossed. And there are kids today who say that that never watched Randy Moss play at all. Much like John Madden is a verb now, and a lot of kids have no idea that John Madden was ever a coach or ever a broadcaster. They just know him from the video game. I think that DK Metcalf's work ethic is going to be such that he has a chance to be one of the best wide receivers who has ever played in the NFL. And what he did on that play is perfect evidence of why that is. Now, I'm still not sold on the Seattle defense. That's why I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFC right now. I would rather have, and, and you talk about wide receiving talent, A.B., Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. I think the Bucs are going to be awful hard to beat as good as that defense is. But man, Russell Wilson against Tom Brady in an NFC championship game would be an awful lot of fun to watch. And by the way, we started off the program talking about Titans Steelers. And you know what unites that game with DK Metcalf and the Seahawks we're just talking about? Both A.J. Brown, the Titans' top receiver, and DK Metcalf went to Ole Miss and were starting receivers at the same time. Both of those guys were insanely productive. But that Ole Miss football team only scored seven points against Alabama and... They didn't even make a bowl game. Now, they have... I mean, I want you to think about that for a minute right now. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Is that the greatest wide receiver tandem on the same team that has ever existed? I know both these guys are young in their NFL receiving careers. But A.J. Brown had 153 yards receiving against the Steelers and almost helped to bring the Titans back for uh, from a 20-point deficit, which the Steelers had never given up in the history of their franchise. That's what Goskowski took away from us, by the way, with the field goal that he missed. If he makes that field goal, then the Titans have erased a 20-point deficit and go into overtime having a chance to win a game against uh, the Steelers where they came from 20 points down. Goskowski's missed kick erased that from us. But to me, 
the big takeaway from Titans Steelers is pretty straightforward. It's that both those teams are really good. The, the, the Steelers landed a couple of body blows, knocked the Titans down to the canvas in the first half, but the Titans got up. And I really think the play that Ryan Tannehill is probably focused on the most when he goes back and watches that game, I'm sure everybody sees a lot of plays that they missed that they could have made. But I think the play that Ryan Tannehill is going to be the most upset about was his decision to take a uh, to take an intentional grounding, not try to roll out of the pocket a little bit more, get outside the pocket and and fling it away. It was close because I think that took away the Titan goal from hey, let's find a way to win this thing in regulation, and turned it into okay, we're probably going to have to kick a field goal. I know he threw it into the end zone if you were watching that game. He threw it into the end zone on third down, tried to make a play, gave Corey Davis a chance. It was pretty good coverage there. But I think if you go back and look at that game scenario, that's the play where the Titans probably would would go back and reassess and say, man, that's the one that we really just kind of gave away. Because in the in the final drive, and man, it was a heck of a game, and like I said, it was a heavyweight fight, and the Titans fought their way back into it in a big way. But if you go back and look at that, the Titans were in pretty good shape with uh, with the clock when they missed that field goal. They got a lot of plays off. They were trying to use up the clock so they could either win it or uh, you know they, they weren't leaving the Steelers any substantial time to be able to come back on them. But with one minute to play, the Titans had a first and 10 at the 25-yard line. And the pass had gone uh, had gone out of bounds on the pass to A.J. Brown. Titans are sitting first and 10 at the Pittsburgh 25 with one minute to play. At that point in time, it's a relatively short field goal, although uh, you had a situation where Skoskowski missed a not very long field goal in NFL context anyway. But it was first and 10 at the Pittsburgh 25, Titans at that point with a minute to play, you have to be thinking we're going to win this game, right? I don't think there's any doubt. And on that first down play, credit to the Steelers for getting pressure, but Tannehill had to take a, uh, ended up taking an intentional grounding penalty, which bumped the Titans all the way back to the 35 and made loss of down, which is the really devastating thing there, and made it second and 20 right there. So uh, again, he took a shot to try to throw the ball into the end zone on third and 13 from the 28. But without that penalty, I think the Titans would have had a good chance to be throwing into the end zone with a chance to win in regulation. Instead, you should make a 45-yard field goal. That should be kind of a chip shot in the NFL, and it was certainly really close and kind of went away at the last minute, tailed off. Uh, But that was the one that I think kind of cheated us out of what would have been a pretty incredible overtime. Now... There's a lot to get into. We're going to talk about Brady Cam uh, and and the trade, basically, that the Patriots made to replace Tom Brady with Cam Newton. We got Sean Merriman scheduled to join us coming up in a little bit. Uh, the Cowboys, my goodness, what a disaster is going on there. I, I really think there's a good chance Mike McCarthy is going to lose his job. I don't even know what the long-range uh, outcome is going to be of, of these guys. Just such a messy situation to find yourself in and we'll talk about that with Sean Merriman also a lot of NFL teams have already moved from hey let's see what's going to happen this season to 
they're already thinking about tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And one of those teams, inexplicably, is the Atlanta Falcons. And I had Dub researching this because I was like, hey, Dub, I know Atlanta has had a tough fall with the Braves giving up a 3-1 series lead to the Dodgers and certainly with uh, the uh, the loss that the Georgia Bulldogs took to uh, Alabama and Georgia Tech is just not very good. But the Atlanta Falcons are 1-6 right now. 1-6. And, and if you actually look at their schedule, there's no way imaginable that they should be 1-6. And, and so I'm sorry for bringing this up, Atlanta area sports fans, but Todd Gurley scored a touchdown when he was trying not to score that opened up the door for Matthew Stafford to be able to drive all the way down the field and score. I think they score with like 11 seconds to go. Gurley, you'll remember a couple of years ago, memorably chose not to score for the Rams. And that caused, uh, the I think, the under hit as a result and the Rams didn't cover. Dub, I mean, what in the world is going on with the Falcons right now? Well, yesterday was a hilarious atrocity with Todd Gurley accidentally scoring. It was one of the more Atlanta sports things I've ever seen. But I mean, if you didn't see that video, he legitimately tried to stop himself from going into the end zone and couldn't do it. Absolutely. And I'm sure Todd Gurley fantasy owners were rejoicing at that fact. But there's three games so far this season from the Atlanta Falcons that really, really Stick epitomized out. one in six like this is a one in six team that very easily could have a winning record and be in the mix to make the playoffs in the nfc this year they should be yeah and let's start with number one the worst one by far i think is the dallas cowboys and i say yes. i think because i'm not even entirely sure which just goes to speak on the disaster that this season's been they let the cowboys come back and somehow miraculously win that game they had a win probability of 99 0.9% late in that game. They end up losing to the Dallas Cowboys. The next one was this Sunday against Detroit. They had a 96.6% chance late in that game to win. And if Todd Gurley doesn't score, they wind the clock down, they kick a chip shot field goal to win the game. That's number two. And number three is Chicago. They had a 26-10 to 10 lead heading into the fourth quarter against the Chicago Bears. And at that moment in the game, they had a 99.2% chance to win that game. So there's three games, 99.9 against Dallas, 99.2 against Chicago, and 96.6 yesterday against the Lions. All three of those games are losses. And if they win those three, which they should have done by all statistical measure, then they're sitting at four and three, and they're in pretty good shape in terms of coming up on the halfway point of the season and thinking about being able to make a run to make the playoffs, particularly considering we've got an extra playoff team in the AFC and the NFC. And instead, there, and and we'll talk a little bit about this, uh, I think, because the Trevor Lawrence big decisions out there, they're going to have to make a decision. Arthur Blank, their owner is, given the fact that they've already fired uh, Dan Quinn as the head coach, they're going to have to make a big decision about whether they're committing and continuing to be Matt Ryan's franchise going forward, or are they going to make the decision to uh, to go elsewhere and try to maybe get in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? I don't know the answer. I don't think anybody does for sure. But you know that's one of the challenging things about making a decision like this. 
When we come back, we're going to talk with Sean Merriman, lights out himself. We'll talk about everything going on in the NFL and more. That's next. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're joined now by Sean Merriman. You can hear him on the Lights Out podcast, breaking down a lot of the NFL action that happened yesterday as we get ready for the completion of NFL Week 7 tonight. But first question for you, Sean Merriman, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the best team in the NFC based on what you've seen right now. Not record. We know they don't have the best record in the NFC. But with their combination of defense and now adding Antonio Brown to Godwin and Evans with the legendary status of Tom Brady seeming to be pretty still in solid standing, are they the best? Well, I think they're the most dangerous, right? Because this is a team that if you look at them, they're built for long-term success. And even though they had a rocky, uh, rocky start, you know, the, all the additions with Antonio Brown and guys getting back healthy, they look like they're going to be the most dangerous team. So um, the best, it's hard to say, but definitely the most dangerous. Okay, and the flip side of the Tom Brady's team looking great, being 5-2, and two, is the New England Patriots look done. Cam Newton was bad. They got dominated by Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. Are the Patriots in any way a playoff team this year? Can they fix what is wrong with this team? Yeah, so somehow, some way, I think they'll end up <laughs> end up in the playoffs. They'll squeak their way in. I think they're starting off extremely slow because they're never, they're not used to what they're going through right now. They've had Don, Tom Brady there for you know two decades, and now they're trying to figure out a, a new way of life. So, you know, yes, I think they always have opportunity because their division, obviously Buffalo's playing great, Miami's came on strong, uh, but you got a weaker division when you're seeing guys like the Jets, you always have a chance. So if they, if they find a way to get hot somewhere towards the middle of the season, towards the end, then, yeah, the Patriots, you can't count them out. How many times we count the Patriots out and they just find a way to, to squeak in? Oh, a ton, but at least then they had Brady. I just don't know what exactly is going on with Cam. Uh, In the biggest game of the weekend, I felt like we learned a lot about the Titans and the Steelers, and it was that both teams were for real. They basically played to an even tie if, uh, if you get a made field goal at the end of regulation like you should have from Steven Goskowski. The Steelers came out and dominated the first half. The Titans really dominated the second half. What, if anything, did you learn about these two teams? Well, they were both undefeated. But one thing I did learn is the Steelers is the better undefeated team, right? They did a a magnificent job early on stopping Derrick Henry in the first half, making them change his feet, slow down, change directions in the backfield, didn't let them get going downhill. 
And that was really the key for them. And they did it. They came out. They showed better emotion. They showed up that they was more hype and ready for the game. Uh, maybe they was hearing the talk of Derrick Henry all week. I remember when I was playing, if you heard a running back was coming in and he had a lot of hype, I mean, we, we, we basically put that up on our, on our lockers. Uh, we put it up in the locker room as the guy to, the guy to beat. You know, it was more like, let's, we need to beat this team, but we need to stop this guy. And they came out the first half showing that they need to stop this guy, and they did that. So, uh, you know, it was surprising to me to, to, to let them off the hook the second half, and it was a, it was a different ball game. How do you assess that going forward? Do you think the Steelers are the best team in the AFC? I do. I do, because they're, they're the most balanced, right? We, we know the Titans do well. They run the ball. Uh, they, they block well. Uh, and they play solid defense. They don't have stars, but they play solid defense. The Steelers, on the other hand, they got guys that can put the ball in the end zone at any given play. Uh, they got a running back, James Conner, catching the ball like the backfield. He's doing multiple things great. The Titans don't have that. They have a great running game. They got guys up front that are blocking for them. Don't get me wrong. Brown, I, I love him. I think he's uh, uh, provided some explosive plays for them, but he's, he's not as consistent as this Steeler offense is. What is the what's going to happen going forward with the Cowboys? Is Mike McCarthy going to last more than a year? I mean, this team it seems like the wheels have completely come off and I know the NFC East is so bad that anybody could still find a way to win it, but the Cowboys team looks completely done. Yeah, normally you would look to to move coaches and fire coaches halfway during the season with uh McCarthy but the fact of the matter is, is the division is so bad that you always have a chance and opportunity. So you don't fire coaches that way. Also, you have, you got a bunch of injuries. Offensive line, uh, you know, Zeke fumbled three times last game. you got a bunch of uncharacteristic things going on. So you don't fire coaches when those type of things are happening. But let me tell you this. If they don't win a division and they don't go to the playoffs, he will be fired. He will not make it through a whole year. It is kind of wild to think about because Cowboy fans kind of had this idea, Jason Garrett is the reason we can't take the next step. If they end up bringing Mike McCarthy in and the wheels continue to stay off of this team and they flounder like they're floundering now, what do you do? Do you go back to the drawing board and say, well, we don't really want to commit long-term to Dak? Do you go back into the rebuild mode? Or do you think the Cowboys believe this is just a series of injuries? Maybe we need to clean out the entire coaching staff, but we're not that far away. How do they assess the talent on this roster? Yeah, first and foremost, in my personal opinion, I think they kept Jason Garrett two years too long. Uh, you got guys who are retiring with Smith, the offensive lineman. You got guys who um, were valuable assets, and now they're older or injured, and they don't have the same team. I almost feel bad for Andy Dalton because, you know, he's coming into a situation where, you know, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and they're one of the best offensive line groups in there. You got uh, a good wide receiving corner, Mark Cooper. You got a good tight end that's playing well. You got uh, Demarcus Lawrence. $100 million defensive end is going to play. So it looks like on paper when he first signed is the team to go to, you can back up and look good. Now he's faced with a team that's riddled with injuries. Ezekiel Elliott is not playing the same way he's playing, and the coaches are not coaching a good game. So he's almost in a situation where he's, he's set up to fail. And I feel very bad for him because he spent so many years in a bad organization with Cincinnati. Now he has to deal with a bad situation with Dallas. We've got a, we're talking to Sean Merriman. I encourage you to go listen to the Lights Out podcast that he has. 
I, one of the things that I think is is interesting, Sean, as you kind of look uh, look ahead, is a lot of teams are bad, and maybe Trevor Lawrence is you know sort of the the light on the horizon for them. How many teams do you think legitimately are going to end up in the mix? Maybe not tanking for Trevor, but at least thinking about trying to put together a package deal to get him, right? I mean, because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that, let's say, finish in the 4 and 12 range. And they may not be as bad as the Jets, but what are the Jets going to do? They want multiple picks for that number one overall. Are they going to take Trevor Lawrence? How much attention do you think starts to pivot as we come up on the halfway point and so many teams already have been eliminated looking toward that brass ring, that difference maker that Trevor Lawrence could potentially represent. You know, back when Eli Manning elected not to come to the San Diego Chargers at the time, I looked at him as a guy that, uh, uh, you know, not confident, someone who is weaker and, uh, you know, just not a trustworthy person. Now that I look at the business of the NFL, if I was Trevor Lawrence uh, in the draft, and the Jets tried to draft me, I would opt out. I would do everything I can not to go. And for the simple fact of they're not trying to do anything in that organization to win. They're, doing, they're making all the wrong moves. They're hiring the wrong people. Adam Gates needs to go. The GM needs to go. Multiple things need to happen in the organization. And as someone like Trevor Lawrence who's coming in, don't waste your career on an organization that don't want to win and don't want to put you in the best situation to win. So you opt out not to go to them. So if he, if the Jets elect to draft him, I would hold out and not go. Now, uh, Barrow, Joe Barrow is a, is a case we're seeing prime example, right? I mean, they're throwing 60-plus times a game. They're putting a rookie in a bad situation. A good organization don't do things like that. A good organization don't put your rookie, a guy that you look to be there five-plus years, in a bad situation to throw 60-plus times a game. That's a horrible thing to do. Uh, so if I was Trevor Lawrence, I would absolutely 100% elect not to be there to the Jets if they were to draft me. And then that creates, and that's an interesting perspective that you have now as an NFL veteran, that would then create a lot of trade drama, right? Because there are a lot of teams, if the Jets end up with the number one overall pick, if Trevor Lawrence is saying, hey, I'll sit out for a year, I can sign endorsement deals, I can make a lot of money, I can go back, maybe even play at Clemson another year. If he did that, there would be a lot of teams, much like what happened with Eli Manning and the Chargers, that would try to do whatever they could to get that pick to be able to acquire him as a talent. Yeah, and if you really look at it, um, Eli did it for a situation. He didn't want to be in a, in a market that was smaller. It wasn't necessarily organization. It was a smaller market. The Jets are a bad organization. They don't treat players well. They don't put guys in, uh, in, in, in great positions to win. And for that reason, you don't want to go there and be a waste. And I know you don't want to be looked at as a, a problem child or a guy that's coming in to think he's uh, the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, but at the same time, when you're the number one draft pick, you want to be in a situation to win. You want to be able to look at the ownership and say, you know what, these guys are trying to put me in the best situation to win. Look at what's happening in Cincinnati, period. If you look at Joe Barrow, he elected to go there. He didn't make a big deal about it. People wondered if he was going to go there or not or complain or anything. He went there, but they're not doing the right things with Joe Barrow. They're treating him as if he's the guy that's going to be there for a year or two, a couple of years, 
and not their guy that's going to be there five or ten plus years. So if if the Jets, if I'm Trevor Lawrence and the Jets elect to draft me, I would not go. Outstanding stuff as always, my man. It's Sean Merriman. You can hear him at the Lights Out podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We just had what I think is a pretty interesting conversation with Sean Merriman there. And at the end of that discussion, he said something that I think is going to turn into potentially a really big story going forward. We now, at close to the midway point of the NFL season, we know a lot about the teams that are contenders. And I think certainly the two 5-0 and teams that played in Nashville yesterday, the Titans and the Steelers, showed that they are, in fact, contenders. And it will be intriguing to see how things shake out with them. But we also know a lot of bad teams at this point. Teams that are not going to find themselves in contention to make the playoffs. And we can run through some of those teams. I talked a little bit about this last week because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of the greatest quarterback prizes of modern NFL history. And I have talked to a lot of different people out there who are quote-unquote quarterback gurus, and they say that he is going to project, based on all of his talents, as the highest-level quarterback to enter the NFL since Andrew Luck. What does that mean? That means that effectively, if he stays healthy, he is a can't-miss prospect. We rarely say at the quarterback position, somebody is a can't-miss prospect. But barring injury, what people who have studied quarterbacks their entire lives will tell you is that Andrew Luck in the 21st century is the closest thing to a can't-miss quarterback prospect that there has been in the NFL. Now, Andrew Luck obviously had all sorts of injuries, decided to walk away from the game, but his on-the-field play was of unquestioned talent, and certainly his acumen coming out of Stanford, his speed, his athleticism, his ability to make every throw, his, his, his ability to see the field and what the defenses were throwing at him, it was all unparalleled if you talk to quarterback gurus. And obviously, Andrew Luck was highly sought after. The Colts were fortunate at that time. Peyton Manning had his injury. They ascended all the way to the number one pick, and they got him. All right, right now, the Jets are 0-7. They have been outscored by 118 points on the season. No one else is even remotely close. And you are starting to hear whispers of what Sean Merriman just said in our last interview, that a lot of people around the NFL are saying that the Jets are such a poorly run organization and there is so little trust in what they could accomplish that it's possible that Trevor Lawrence pulls an Eli Manning, that he pulls a John Elway, and he says, if you draft me, I will not play for you. Now, we haven't really seen this happen in a long time since Eli Manning and refreshing people's knowledge. Sean Merriman obviously remembers this pretty well because at the time he was a San Diego Charger player. And the Chargers ended up having to trade Eli Manning's rights to the Giants. That went well for the Giants. Whatever you might think about Eli, he won two Super Bowls for the franchise. Which, if you draft a quarterback and he goes out there and wins two Super Bowls, regardless of where you draft him or what happens in any other year, that's a wildly successful quarterback. Eli, I believe, is without a doubt a Hall of Famer. 
He will be a Hall of Famer. Two Super Bowls. Uh, that's what he's going to hang his hat on. It's hard to win two Super Bowls, okay? So, who's in the running right now in terms of being bad for Trevor Lawrence? Let's run through some of these scenarios. The Jets are 0-7. The Cincinnati Bengals are 1-5-1, and but they are not really in the mix for Trevor Lawrence, obviously, because they already have Joe Burrow. Jacksonville in theory, could be in the mix for Trevor Lawrence. They have now lost six games in a row uh, since they went out and uh, won the first game of the season against the Colts. So I think Jacksonville's squarely in the mix. I think the Jets are squarely in the mix. Um, Denver doesn't seem like they'd be in the mix, even though I know they're sitting at 2-4 and and Drew Locke has had health issues. Just doesn't feel like they're going to be able to make a move there. The Giants, it would seem surprising if they would go ahead and move on from Daniel Jones this soon. So it doesn't seem like the Giants are in the mix. The Vikings have so much money invested in Kirk Cousins. I don't really know if they could uh, if they could make the decision to go draft Trevor Lawrence. The Atlanta Falcons still have a lot of money invested in uh, in Matt Ryan, even though they're sitting at one and six. So the reason why I mention this is there are two teams that really kind of stand out and you think, okay, they probably make the move there to go get him. Jacksonville and the Jets. Now the Jets are a little bit complicated still because they have Sam Darnold and we don't really know what Sam Darnold's value might be on the open market, but it's kind of strange to go get a new playmaker at the quarterback position when you've only had Sam Darnold for three years. A little bit strange. There might be a market out there. Some people may see Sam Darnold as a Ryan Tannehill project, somebody that they could redeem. But I want to hit you with two teams that are now starting to post bad bad records. By the way, I should mention the Houston Texans are one in six as well, but they just gave Deshaun Watson $100 million. They're not in the mix, right? Uh, and so I think the teams that are in the mix that not a lot of people are talking about right now are two of the iconic franchises in the NFL. The New England Patriots are sitting now at two and four. To start off this program, we talked about the incredible collapse we have seen in the New England Patriots since uh, since Tom Brady left. And I wonder on some level whether Belichick's team is going to fall far enough that he potentially could be able to put together a package to go get Trevor Lawrence. And I think that would be terrifying to a lot of NFL fans out there. The other one is the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys are in an incredibly interesting position now that they have fallen to 2-5. and five. They are now in third place in the tiebreak they lose to the Washington football team. The Dallas Cowboys approaching the halfway point on the season. Are they going to make the decision to give big money to Dak Prescott? I don't know. It seems risky given Dak's injury situation. And we know that New England has nothing invested dollars-wise in the quarterback position right now with Cam Newton getting replaced by Jared Stidham. Cam Newton signed a one-year deal. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like right now... Cam Newton doesn't have much left. And I talked about that in the first hour of the program, breaking down all the NFL activity. To be frank with you, I just don't see a lot coming and left from Cam Newton. If I am correct in that, 
then the Patriots have no expense at the quarterback position, and we know the Cowboys have no expense at the quarterback position. Could those teams try and put together a package if Trevor Lawrence says no to the Jets? Could the Jets? Probably not. They're not going to trade to the Patriots because they don't want to give Trevor Lawrence in the division. But could that open the door? Cowboy fans out there listening to me right now that are like, man, this is the worst season ever. Could there be a little bit of a crack there for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to wheel and deal their way, give up whatever high draft pick they are likely to have, and surge into the mix to be able to grab somebody at the very top of the draft board? It's worth thinking about, especially if Trevor Lawrence wants to play this aggressively. Now, Trevor Lawrence may come out and say, you know what, I'm not even willing to consider to sit out. I will play for whoever drafts me. We had this drama with uh, Joe Burrow last year a little bit. Do you remember that? Where people said, oh, Joe Burrow should refuse to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then Joe Burrow just came out and said, no, no, no. You guys know the way this is set up. I am going to play for the team that drafts me. And then he went and did it. And look, there's a lot of reason for optimism with Joe Burrow, even though he's getting knocked all over the field. And we talked a little bit about that in the first hour of the program. We have got a loaded amount of the show still to come. The final hour of the Monday edition up next. We are going to be joined next by scheduled Joel Klatt to break down everything in the world of college football with the return of the Big Ten. He had the big game in Columbus between Ohio State and Nebraska. What, if anything, did he learn from that game? And what did we learn about Alabama and Clemson and the other contenders out there for the college football playoff. We will discuss that and more coming up. But in the meantime, I want to let you know, go sign up for the OutKick VIP. Make sure that you don't miss any of the fun and frivolity from being a VIP. All you have to do is go to OutKick.com, sign up right now, and you'll be well on your way to being able to comment on every article at OutKick. Call the VIP phone line when we open up phones here to take calls and a lot of different events. I met a lot of OutKick VIPs uh, at our event in Knoxville. We did a public event on Saturday. A lot of fun to see many of you in person there. Uh, and I appreciate everybody who came out. We'll talk more about that, obviously, as the week moves on. When we come back, we're diving back into all the big news from the NFL and college football over the weekend. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.